Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Explain It Slowly. Explain It Slowly. Fastly. Fastly. Okay, so we were just recording the previous episode and we just got a notification that said vaccines are open for COVID-19 for age 16 and up in Los Angeles. So we just we just promptly got appointments for our vaccinations and we're looking forward to that. But that brings us to an interesting episode where I get to ask Lynn, oh, how no. do vaccines work? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so what's your background and why would you know how vaccines work? Well, I went to college for uh, pharmaceutical chemistry. So the path would be to go to pharmacy school. And I think because of that, you assume that I know how vaccines work. I went to college but... <laughs> for linguistics. I speak English well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but I never got that far in my studies to really know how it actually works. The gist of what I understood or what it used to be when it comes to vaccine is that they would give you a, a like a, a little small dose of that virus or whatever it is that you're trying to treat and then they're hoping that your body will build up antibodies to fight off that and that's how you become immune but i don't think that's how it works anymore that was like a long time ago mm -hmm. right yeah, so from what I remember in my non-pharmacological chemistry <laughs> studies and me watching the Science Channel all too much as a child, um, so take this all with a grain of salt. Um, but I'm, I'm really into biology and chemistry, so I, I tend to absorb a lot of this. And what I think is that they were never really giving like pieces, like the virus directly. Mm -hmm. It was more of they were engineering the virus in a specific way such that it was only the shell that the virus came in, for instance. Mm. It didn't have the the information inside of it to actually cause um, the virus to multiply inside your body. Yeah. So you might get symptoms of the your body reacting to the shell of the virus yeah but you would never actually get the virus itself because you wouldn't get a higher load now you can get an allergic reaction which is what a very small percent of the population like i think like one in a million might get uh, an allergic reaction and it's a good time thing you get vaccines by a doctor because they have an EpiPen right there. They, they are prepared <laughs> for the one in a million to, who might get an allergic reaction. And they can take care of that right then and there. And guess what? You're still vaccinated. So, like, that's the only harm that can come from a vaccine even, like, before and now. Mm -hmm. I think the only vaccine that was a little shoddy was, like, the smallpox vaccine. But that was the first vaccine. Yeah. Like, they were figuring stuff out. And they, they, like, gave smallpox for cows to humans. And it turns out that that version of smallpox kind of matched the one for humans, but didn't get us sick. Um, and that's where, like, the ideas for vaccines came from, mm -hmm. I think. Um, so <laughs> the history... we're, not, we're not scientists or doctors, so no, don't I, take it I'm to a, heart. I'm a linguist that did not go further. <laughs> that's about my qualifications for anything. I'm a chemist that was more focused on <laughs> sign language sign language i had more fun learning sign language than i did learning chemistry so chemistry is not my strong suit either so i'm now an, a developer <laughs> yay um so that's how vaccines used to work however for the COVID 19 uh there's a really cool technology that they quite literally were uh researching up until this point and it got to the point where the research was basically complete and we could start using that research to engineer actual vaccines. 
And the really cool thing about an mRNA vaccine is it's basically a shortcut. You don't have to figure out a foreign chemical that might uh, like look the same to the body's immune system than the virus. All you have to do is take a piece of the genetic information of the virus, that's the RNA, and you only want the RNA that will generate the outer shell of the virus. So you're going to find something that identifies the virus very closely, and you're going to use that DNA, or that piece of RNA, that's more accurately called, and you're going to inject that into someone. What that RNA is going to do is it's going to enter all sorts of cells, and all sorts of cells, just like a virus would, are going to start producing what that RNA says to produce. Mm -hmm. But all that's being produced are the the little the little fork hands. If you've seen that video, we'll we'll put a link in the show notes. Um, but it will only produce. <laughs> that's all I think about now. Um, instead of um, at, like antibodies, are the things that will attach to receptors on various things, so that way your body can can eat at it. Um, but this RNA will produce something that is resembling the virus, but not at all the same. So you end up with pieces of the virus inside your body. Your immune system freaks out and says, kill all the fork hands, <laughs> and it succeeds. And in that process, it creates a ton, tons of specialized memory cells that will produce antibodies anytime it will see these fork hands in the future. Um, and... Uh, Anytime it sees that virus in the future, it will be able to go ahead and attack really quickly, which is why a vaccine works. Mm -hmm. It will, it, your immune system is primed. Sometimes you need a booster to remind it. It's like, hey, this threat did not go away. It's still there. And your immune system will be like, okay, like we got that. Um, and it's, it's basically good to go um, at that point. And the really cool thing about mRNA vaccines is we just have to steal a bit of RNA from the actual virus. We just have to identify, okay, this RNA makes the spike protein, which is on the outer shell of the virus, and that's all we need. And guess what? We have a COVID-19 vaccine from this. We've also started developing a malaria vaccine, which we didn't have before. We've started phase one trials of an AIDS vaccine, which like an HIV vaccine, which we've never had before. All because like, of mRNA. All because of the mRNA way of creating a vaccine. So in the past, you had to just trial and error, find some molecule that will trick the body and not kill it in the process. Mm -hmm. Key piece. You don't want to kill the person. <laughs> don't kill the body in the process. Which is why vaccine development was really hard, because it needs to be extra safe. You, you never want to get sick from getting a vaccine. You want everyone who's not sick and not panic by getting a vaccine. And unfortunately, there's tons of anti-vaxxers that are everywhere convincing people, don't take the vaccine. They're putting a, a chip. Do you know how big a chip is? Yeah, seriously. Like, come on. <laughs> Real talk here. A chip is a big thing. It doesn't fit inside of a vaccine. In, inside of a vial. Like, that's like science fiction. Like a micro needle. We're not, we're not there yet. Like, maybe in 100 years. Seriously. But anyways, there's a bunch of crazy people. They'll try to convince you vaccines are not safe. They are the safest so then I wonder, thing that do we've they, ever invented. I wonder, do those people use cell phones then? Because every cell phone do. is a tracker. Yeah, and then they also claim that their, that their Wi-Fi <laughs> at home is giving them uh, titness. And that's why the spam emails are targeting that. Whatever. They're, they're, they're a lost cause. Forget about them. Just try to get them a vaccine without them knowing. Um, because the more people who get a vaccine, the better we will be. Yeah. I think that's basically... Yeah. All I can say on that, as someone who 
knows i guess i know a lot about vaccines you know a lot because you're always interested in all these like medical stuff Mm -hmm. i mean i am too it's just i can't retain that information it's gone the next day the only medical qualification i have is to observe a hand surgery i took a (laughs) seminar on how to perform hand surgery in college that was the coolest class i've ever taken because I'm not a medical student, so I never get to see this kind of stuff. Uh, but the end of the seminar involved us dissecting uh, a person's hand. <laughs> and I was like, how cool is that? Like, the... That's good. That's a lot of hands to be passing out to no, the college just, students. There was just one hand. And oh. We were just observing. That's why I said my qualifications uh-huh. observe a hand surgery. I can't do much more than that. Can you imagine they give each student a hand to... <laughs> oh, oh, that would be a lot of hands. Um, but I distinctly remember um the the teacher like pulling on the tendons which are in your arm so your finger muscles are in your arm um and a fun trick you can do is if you relax your arm palm up Mm -hmm. and you press on like your wrist if you press at certain parts and your hand is actually relaxed you can make your fingers curl in because Mm -hmm. that's where the muscles are it's all connected and it's all very tight and i got terrified of ever breaking my hand because uh, there's like little pulleys inside your hand it's crazy um but any case uh, I remember at the very end, we were dissecting an arm, and the professor cut all the tendons except one, um, and essentially made the hand give us the the bird, and I, we all thought that was very funny, because <laughs> immature college students. Um, well, I wasn't lucky enough, like you, to be able to observe, but I've held a human brain. Uh, the, you see, <laughs> this, is, this is why you go into pharmacological chemistry instead of linguistics. Yeah, that was pretty weird. Yeah. In any case, get your vaccines as soon as you can. Uh, check with your local authorities to see when they're available. Uh, and get vaccinated. Because that's the best thing we can do right now to make things get back to normal one day. Yeah. It'll be a while still. Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, well. Life. Life. Thanks for listening. Bye!